0: Hello, you're listening to The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman, and I'm Julie Bastide. One of the questions often asked by Christians who work in secular environments is, how can I share my faith on my job? What's appropriate, what's not? How do I get over the fear of sharing my faith and perhaps being rejected
1: or rebuffed? Those are understandable issues, right, Mary? They are. I've experienced those same feelings and doubts, and I've often been reluctant to share my faith verbally because of that fear, which is, by the way, a mostly unfounded fear. So I thought I would address those questions today as I talk about the most powerful way to share your faith on your job. I call it living a question-generating life because answering questions is a normal, a natural thing to do. Hmm. But obviously, those have to be the
0: right questions. Hmm. So your thought is that our way of life and our conduct on our job should generate questions that allow us to share our faith in, in an
1: organic way. Is that right? That's right, Julie. I have some practical and, I think, biblical thoughts that could help you see that sharing your faith is a natural result of living a Christ-honoring life takes the fear right out of the whole
0: issue. (laughs) That sounds good. Please share how we can live a question-generating life.
1: In 1 Peter 3, 15, we read, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. In this one verse, we find the answer to how to share our faith at work or anywhere else for that matter. First, it begins with revering Christ as Lord in our hearts. It means that Christ has a very special place in your heart, a unique status above everyone and everything else. So, revering Christ implies that you should understand and obey the commands of the Lord. It means you are not the center of your world, but Christ is. And because you revere him as Lord, you live a moral and upright life, always striving to please him as the Lord of your life. So that's where we begin as we think about sharing our faith at work. You have to know Jesus personally by placing your trust in him as your Savior, confessing your sins, and believing that he is the way the truth, and the life, and no one comes to God the Father except through Jesus. Have you done that? Are you certain that you've been born again, as Jesus said? Can you tell about a time when your life changed because you accepted Jesus and revered him as Lord? That is the bottom line issue, right? Then you have to be prepared to give answers for the hope you have. Well, how can you give answers if you don't get questions? So, what could cause an unbeliever to ask you a question that would give you an opening to share your faith? Here's how. First, you generate questions by your attitude toward your work, your company, your manager, and your coworkers. If we talk to some people who work with you, would they describe you as having a good attitude about your job? Or do you fall into complaint or critical mode too often? Do you join in with the office gossip, or have you learned to steer clear of that kind of conversation? If you want to generate questions that give you an opportunity to share your faith, you have to live in such a way that people notice the difference that Jesus makes in your life. And that means you go to work each day with joy, with appreciation for your job, and with an upbeat, positive attitude toward your work. and then. You generate questions by your work habits. You may not be the smartest person on the job or the most experienced or the most educated, but you can be the hardest working person and the one who does her job with excellence consistently. That's a choice you make. Would that describe you? And are you dependable? Arriving at work on time, fulfilling promises or commitments you've made, making your deadlines, Do you avoid taking advantage of your company by making sure you give a good full day's work each day? Another way your life can generate questions is by living with total integrity on your job. Never fudging numbers, always telling the truth, taking nothing that doesn't belong to you, abiding by company rules, honoring confidential information. You just need to have a reputation of total trustworthiness and honesty. And then, the way you deal with adversity can be a strong testimony to your faith. Whether it's personal adversity, when you're going through some personal crisis, or adversity on the job, the way you respond to it will speak volumes about you. When your co-workers watch you handle difficult situations in a peaceful way, without panic or fear, that will often generate a question. A good friend of mine watched a coworker handle their very chaotic work environment and lots of constant pressure in a peaceful way. And she finally asked him how he could be so peaceful and calm where they worked. That opened a door for him to share his faith. And after many conversations and a challenge to read the book of John, she accepted Christ as her savior because of the way he handled An unpleasant and difficult work environment. So your work attitude and your work habits should be such that they stand out as different. And believe me, people are watching and somebody will be attracted to that kind of life and ask you some kind of a question that will open a door for a witness. And then you have to be prepared when that door opens, when that question comes, so that you're ready to give an answer for the hope that you have in Jesus. Here are some examples of the types of questions you might get. Would you be ready to give an answer if someone asked you these questions? Like, you always say something nice about the boss, and you know she doesn't treat us right. Why do you do that? Or, I heard you say you don't believe in abortion. Can you decide for some other woman what she should do with her own body? Hmm. Or what about this one? Do you go to church every Sunday? Or, you know, if there is a God like you believe, how can he allow innocent children to be abused? Or they might ask, well, I believe as long as you're a good person and do the best you can, you'll go to heaven. Don't you? Or something like, how can you be so sure there is a God? You know, some questions may come your way in a not so friendly form, almost like a challenge or accusation. Would you be ready to give a reasoned response with as much love and kindness as possible? It would be a good idea to think through in advance how you might appropriately and truthfully respond to such questions. Here are some things to keep in mind when you do have an opportunity to answer some questions. Don't appear as though you know it all. And if you cannot give an answer, just admit it. But reaffirm that your trust in God doesn't falter because he is a good God. If it's an honest question about God and you don't have a ready answer, offer to look into it and get back with them on it. Don't have a holier than thou response or attitude. That'll kill any chance you may have to share your faith. Remember, we are all sinners, and the goal is to share with that person how Jesus has redeemed you from your sins, and they can know the same freedom of forgiveness. You don't have to say everything you know at once. (laughs) Don't overwhelm them with too much information or too many words, and avoid using Christianese words that will not be understood by most believers. Avoid getting into a conversation about the differences in religions. Remember, no good is done by winning a battle but losing the war. And that includes politics. Now, that doesn't mean you can't take a stand for what you believe. But if you end up in an argument about religion or politics, you've missed the opportunity to talk about Jesus. And remember, Jesus is what they need. There are lots of positive things you can do to reach out and love to people you work with and for. You know, love is the thing that people everywhere need and want. The world is love-starved for the kind of love that is unconditional and caring. And if you genuinely care about the people God's put in your life there where you work, that will show, and it will attract people to you. As we read in 1 Corinthians 13, love never fails. It never fails to touch people, to soften their hearts, to heal wounds and broken hearts. You'll never go wrong showing love to people, God's kind of love. Did you know that you can show love even to people you don't like? That's because love is an action. As we read in 1 Corinthians 13, it says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Notice it does not say that love is a warm, fuzzy feeling that brings tears to your eyes and causes you to be caring and compassionate. No, love is described as patient and kind and humble and caring. Those are things you can do, actions you can take toward anyone you choose to, whether you like them or not. You may not like the things they do or the way they live or the way they treat you, but you can still choose to show acts of love toward them. A friend of mine worked in a tough situation where she was not respected as she should be because of her race. Instead of getting bitter, she started what she called Project Love, and she overwhelmed her co-workers with acts of love, inviting them to lunch, lending a listening ear, things like that. And that changed the atmosphere in that department. In fact, the woman who had been most verbal about not associating with her became instead a close friend and one who still, after many years, considers her as one of her closest friends. That's what God's kind of love can do. There are so many small ways you can reach out in love to people you work with. Send cards or emails or text of encouragement. Celebrate special days or achievements with them. Offer to pray for them when appropriate. And remember the admonition from Philippians 2 to value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others. You have a mission field in front of you every day when you go to work. You may be the only person there who has been born from above through faith in Jesus, What an opportunity you have to be Jesus to all those people. Show them, by the way you live, that Jesus can transform their life as he has transformed yours. And remember this, you can always tell your story. No one can tell you that your story is not true. They may not believe in God. They may not believe the Bible. They may even be antagonistic toward the gospel but they can never take away your story of how Jesus has redeemed your life and given you hope and peace. So be ready to give an answer for the hope you have with gentleness and respect, as Peter told us, not in a combative way or with a righteous attitude, but in humility and thankfulness. Share your story every chance you get because people listen to stories. And your story of redemption could be the thing that brings hope to them. Hope that their life can be changed too, and they can know the peace and joy that you have.
0: You know, Mary, this approach of living a question-generating life really does help to take the fear out of sharing your faith, doesn't it? The questions will come, the opportunities to share will just be there, when the way you live and the way you work come across as genuine and transparent, loving and kind, and and with great integrity. This is a topic for some good conversations with other Christians who struggle with how to really share their faith on the job. This devotional is available to you now on our website. And you can share it with others, print it out, study it for another time, or just review it for your own benefit. Our web address again is christianworkingwoman.org. And if you follow Mary on social media, you'll get daily encouraging words and helpful thoughts for your days on the job. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening today. I'm Julie Busteed, inviting you to be back with us next week for The Christian Working Woman with Mary Lohman.